Greetings, Arlington. This is Grace and 30 live on WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM. My name is Ed Mellick, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sal Dietry. Sal, what's shaking tonight? Doing well, Ed. Doing well, my man. Uh, looking forward to picking up some career tips tonight from our guest, uh, John Brown from Career Confidence, a group that has literally helped thousands of job seekers, uh, you know, improving their resumes, their interviewing skills, you know, helping with career transition, all for free, uh, using a combination of expertise and compassion, you know, being honest with people uh, and helping them find the dignity of work. Um, you know, what I love about this is, you know, it's not just business leaders helping in the community, you know, but I think it's important to our local economy. Um, you know, Governor McAuliffe has said that, you know, there are 30,000 vacancies, job vacancies, high-tech jobs here in Northern Virginia um, that need to get filled. And, uh, you know, last year he said it took, uh, there was 175,000 middle-skill jobs that took about 30 days to fill, which translated into about a billion dollars in lost wages. So, you know, for employers, uncovering that diamond in the rough, that person whose resume might not say scrum master, but, you know, they're a great long-term employee, someone you'd want to train, bring into the firm, bring it, you know, invest in for the long-term. You know, this is really becoming more important for our local economy. Yep, definitely agreed. Um, excited to hear from John. Uh, but first, I want to go back and share a reminder about last week's call to action. Uh, we were joined by Brian Jones from North Star Church Network and Kirsty Sherman from Feed My Starving Children. These were two of the folks that were managing the 2016 food fight event at the Dulles Expo Center. Uh, I checked with Brian earlier yesterday, and he told me they wound up packing 5,044,248 meals. Wow. Which turns out to be a record for Feed My Starving Children. Uh, they said they filled up 21 pallets with food. Um, and the cool thing is, not only did they pack all that food for people overseas, but they collected 6,700 pounds of food for the local Capital Area Food Bank. Amazing. So it seems that they, uh, people heeded the call to help them last weekend, which is great. Yeah, I got to tell you, I was just so impressed with uh, with Brian and Kirsty, and you know, I think some of the things that resonated with me was, you know, Kirsty sort of challenged us to, you know, get educated on the issues of hunger, and uh, you know, just one of the incredible things, you know, six thousand children die per day uh, globally due to hunger related issues, and, and just so many more adversely affected. Uh, you know, really challenge us to get involved in any way that kind of resonates with, with our listeners. You know, you can volunteer, you can raise awareness, you can contribute to a related cause. Um, you know, if you'd like more information on Kirsty's organization, you can find it on our Facebook and Twitter pages at Grayson30. Yeah, and I also like to point out that Brian, he just seemed to emphasize that we're all much better working together than working alone. And uh, this really challenged listeners to, he's challenging them to rally around a mission. So if you heard those messages, you were encouraged, uh, but unable to attend the food fight, please consider uh, what they were calling folks to do and check out Feed My Starving Children, uh, the website. Yeah, get off the couch and get going. <laughs> That's right. So off to today's guest. Um, we're joined by John Brown. John is a West Point graduate who served 22 years in the U.S. Army, retiring at the rank of Lieutenant Colonel in 2012. Uh, he's worked in various roles since then, but the one he'll be talking about today is his work as a volunteer with Career Confidence. He's been there about the past three years. Uh, Career Confidence sponsors free seminars every Saturday where industry experts help job seekers become the most marketable candidates they can be. Uh, it was previously known as Beltway Job Search Partners, 
and the organization has been staffed completely by volunteers for its six plus year history and they've helped again as Sal said thousands of people so we're interested to hear his insights John welcome to Grace and 30. Thank you. Yeah, Welcome and you know let's start off by thanking you for for your great service to our country and you know it's incredible and, and now here you are helping people who are unemployed uh, in your free time so thanks for your time here tonight really appreciate it. Yeah John. I second that for sure. So where did the idea for these sort of expert services offering them for free to job seekers come from? Well, it originated from Robert Brandau, our uh, founding director. Uh, he was helping a, a fellow job searcher back in 2008. Uh, and after about nine months or so, finally helping him give him the skills so that he could get a job. Uh, Robert and actually he was the other one uh, they got together along with Diane Villarreal and they ended up founding Beltway Job Search Partners which is now Career Confidence. Cool. I wanted to mention that that there's been a name change yes. in just the past year or so. Yes. So it's the same organization. Same organization. Same cause. Great. So, so what is Career Confidence's core mission and purpose? What are the primary goals? Uh, the primary goals are to help job seekers uh, so that they can become the most marketable job seekers possible. Ideally, we're looking to make them within the top 4% of all candidates that are eligible for jobs. Wow. Uh, and, and of course, we're also, uh, we are now a Christian ministry under as a 501c3. And so we also want to spread the gospel to them as well. That's great. Wow. Top 4% of all job candidates. I need to get you guys to take a look at my resume. <laughs> That's great. So, so describe some of the seminars and the events that you offer. Uh, the basic layout is we have a uh, from 9 o'clock until about 10 o'clock, we'll have one hour-long session and then a 30-minute networking and bio break. Uh, and then the second session runs from 10.30 to 11.30. Uh, generally speaking, most of the time, we may have one person who does uh, essentially a two-hour seminar split. Uh, from time to time, we'll have three seminars that you can pick two to go to. Uh, and they range anywhere among anywhere in the job seeking world. So we do resume seminars. Uh, we also have we used to have a program called Encouragement Saturday, which was the first Saturday of the month, which is really not so much focused on job seeking skills, but encouraging people so so that they understand, you know, one that there there is hope in the job search, uh, but also more important that there is hope in Jesus, so that they can understand and make their job search a little bit easier, even if it isn't necessarily shorter. Yeah, in full disclosure, I've actually volunteered uh, at Beltway Job Search before. I spoke a few times, and I actually spoke at the first uh, Encouragement Saturday. So I'm I'm a veteran of this. Oh yes, man, that Encouragement Saturday sounds incredible. I mean, just what a way to get people to open up. You know, which is the first part of, I, I think, probably understanding your own position and, and your goals in life and where you want your career to go. That, that's amazing. Yeah, and one of the best things about Encouragement Saturday is uh, two of the volunteers actually hosted it at their house. So, you know, it was a great thing because it gets you away from a formal seminar-type program, and you can actually sit down and relax, and that does make you a little bit more open. So, so what makes career confidence excellent? I think the biggest thing is the heart. Uh, there's a lot of organizations out there that do similar things or the same thing and, and not denigrating any of them uh, But we all have the heart, you know, Robert myself Charlie Derbyshire the executive director You know the board members we all have heart for the job seekers and it's not just the job seekers It's helping un people come to Christ whether you know We're actively talking to them or just setting an example for them so, so tell me about some of the experts that you have come in. I mean are there some that you'd like to highlight uh, yeah, actually, Shira Harrington is probably one of the best ones that we have. 
and you know, I love and trust Sierra so much that when my daughter came up here to intern two summers ago, uh, she in, I got an internship job at Bread for the World where I was working. But I also entrusted you know my daughter with Sierra Harrington uh, to intern for her, and she is absolutely great. Excellent. And what is her what is her her focus? Uh, she does really executive recruiting. She does HR. Uh, she works with primarily with associations. But uh, she she actually spoke last week and then gave her Christian story afterwards, and, and it's a great story. Uh, but one of the things she likes to focus on is what she calls passivity. It's helping you understand what your passion is. And once you figure out what your passion is, that helps you helps drive you to what you know to the ideal place for you to work. So, so it sounds like that's probably really related to purpose. Yes, you know? it is very much so. Excellent. Um, so, if you had thirty seconds to give advice to any job seeker, um, what would that advice be? If you had to do an elevator pitch, you only had a, a short time. Uh, I think the biggest thing is go to a program like Career Confidence, uh, and again, there's other programs out there, one of which Career Network Ministries run by McLean Bible Church, at which I also volunteer. But go to programs like that, and you can avail yourself of the experts and get the skills that you need to shorten your job search and make yourself a better candidate, whether it's writing your resume, uh, whether it's a better elevator pitch, whether it's interviewing skills. Yep. You, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned that uh, you guys do an executive uh, ses- session. I, I, have you sat in on any of those? I'm, I'm curious as to what that's like. That how many uh, uh, executives come to this? Because you know, often we think of people in their career as you know at an executive level that they're very polished, that they kind of are you know full of drive and are going in a direction. But it, but that's not often the case. People want to maybe take a step back. They want to do something that that might be less stress, more fulfilling. I mean, how how do you help those folks? Is that a little bit more of sort of that soul searching piece of that a little bit as well, and maybe considering some some non-traditional options like like getting involved in an organization like yourself? Well, in many cases, yeah, we do have people that do want to take a step back. And one of the hardest pieces for them is just allowing them to understand how to market themselves. Because if you walk out of a CEO job or a CFO or other executive level job, and you're looking for something less, everybody thinks you're overqualified, and then it's harder to, you know, it's harder to hire you that way. But the message we try to get across to them is, you know, I'm taking an intentional step back because I either want to spend more time with the kids or this is what I really loved about my career. I want to go back and focus on this one area. And by teaching them to market themselves that way, it makes it a little bit easier for them to get hired. Because, again, if they talk about their passion and that one specific aspect of their job or their career, it makes it much more marketable. Yeah, that's great. And for our listeners, you're listening to Grace in 30 here on WERALP, Arlington, Virginia, 96.7 FM. We're here talking to John Brown, a retired Army lieutenant colonel who in addition to his regular job, in addition to his great service to our country, has been volunteering uh, with a couple local career assistance programs. He's here today talking on behalf of Career Confidence, uh, which offers free seminars and other resources to help make job seekers more marketable uh, and help them uh, transition back into the workforce. You know, I had a question, uh, you know, and and, uh, John, I happen to uh, work a little bit uh, in the DOD industry and often run into um, some very senior uh, folks, uh, re- retired general officers, uh, colonels 06 as a column. And, you know, one of the things that always strikes me, uh, no matter, w- w- and it's a consistent story, is that often when people will leave the military, you know, they face a tough time transitioning to the commercial industry. 
And it's often that they're so focused and so dedicated into this career of service and protecting all of us that they haven't really given a lot of thought to what they want to do in that in that second career. Uh, what kind of advice do you have for folks coming out of the military at any level um, in, in trying to transition into the commercial industry? A lot of it goes back to figuring out what your passion is. Uh, once you figure out what it is you want to do, again, that'll help drive where you go, whether it's with a nonprofit uh, and, and the real, you know, the reality is there are some people that are military or not, you know, that are just out there for the money. And that's fine. You know, again, that would drive the, the type of industry you look for, the specific types of job that you're looking for. But once you do the soul searching, figure out what it is that's your passion and where do you want to go, that'll help drive you towards, you know, your next job and your next career. Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I can imagine when you're in the service, you're, you're deployed, you're away from home, you're under stress, you know, you don't have time to really work on your resume, let alone think about what you want to do next. How early in someone's plans to retire in the military do you think they should start thinking about that next career? And are there some, some networking things that folks can do? Uh, you know, one of the things that always impressed me when I had the chance to, to be around military officers was just the camaraderie, how, how they stay in touch with each other, uh, even when they leave the service and help each other. It's nothing for a guy to just pick up and call someone who's still in the service, maybe a very senior person and say, hey, sir, what should I be doing? I've got some ideas I want to run by you. And guys will drop everything to help uh, a fellow soldier. So, you know, what, if you're two, three years out from retiring, um, what, what should folks be thinking about? Kind of looking back at your own journey. Start looking at, you know, as an officer, look back through your officer evaluation report. Same thing as an NCO, look back through your NCO evaluation reports. And that's really the time to start building your resume because you have it all written down in your reports, what you've done, you know, whether it's an annual, semi-annual or based off of a job change. But that allows you to start building your resume early so that once you do go through the transition, and the Department of Defense does have some good transition programs. Uh, they used to be not so good, and even before that they didn't exist, but they understand now that people getting out need that a little bit more. And so as you go through the transition period, that allows you to have a stronger resume to start off with, and then it's easier to polish and pick and choose what you need to put in there. It's interesting, when we met uh, last week and talked, you kind of told me your story about when you, when you went to interview and kind of got out of the military and, and, and your reaction was kind of like a, a surprise to you about the, the market. Why don't you share some of that with the, the listeners? Yeah, I retired uh, December of 2012. Uh, and really, my job search consisted of just kind of sitting around, you know, looking through the emails, what a lot of people do, you know, the emails on Monster, uh, Indeed.com, and the other, you know, the other job search boards like that. And once I uh, started my first job, I got laid off after three months. Uh, and it was not a good message. It, it was not a good way to get laid off. It was just, you know, the biggest thing was a communication error. But when I went through my second job search, I again did the same thing. I spent a lot of time looking at Monster and Craigslist and, you know, Indeed looking for jobs that way. I went to a job fair uh, in PG County and talked to the people at the PG County resource table. They looked at my resume and they said, you don't belong here. And I was like, okay, where do I belong? They turned me on to a program called POAC, Professional Outplacement Assistance Center, run by uh, Maryland's Department of License, Labor, Licensing, Labor, and Registration. Uh, so after I went through that, they told me about Meetup. And of course, my first thing was Meetup. I'm not looking for a date. And, <laughs> you know, and then I you know, they told me about what it was about. And that's how I found Beltway Job Search Partners, again, now at Career Confidence and Career Network Ministries. 
But the first time I walked in there, uh, the presenter, you know, she shocked me because within the first five minutes of the program, she kind of said, "Okay, everybody, tell me what you do for your job search. And she exhausted, you know, everything that everyone said. And as she went through, she said, "Okay, let me tell you the cold hard facts. She said of those people that find jobs, roughly three to five percent find them through online job boards. Of those people that find jobs, roughly nine percent find them. I'm sorry, three to five at job fairs. 9% 9% through the online job boards, 60 to 80% of the people that find jobs find them through networking. And that was an absolute shock to me. Yeah, that's and that's good advice. I mean, I mean I've heard that before, but and we have a tough time actually following that. Some people are not natural networkers. Right. Uh, can you can you describe some of the sort of people that come to career confidence? I mean, is there a certain type of makeup or is it all different types of people looking to improve their vocation, their their careers? No, it, it's all different types. Uh, for the most part, it is people who are unemployed seeking jobs, but we have people who are in jobs looking for, you know, looking for new or better jobs. Uh, we have people who are looking for jobs to take a step down to do something a little bit less stressful or to give them more time with their kids or hobbies or whatever it is they need. Uh, we've had very senior people, uh, again, you know, retired 05s, 06s, uh, we have CFOs, COOs, and we've also every now and then had a high school kid or a college kid coming just to prepare themselves for the future. Cool. So, so it's really very open, very welcoming to everybody. Oh, very much so. It, and it doesn't matter, you know, what religion you are. We do have a Christian testimony. There are, you know, I brought Muslims uh, and and it's a kind of it's kind of a, a situation where if you don't feel comfortable sitting through the Christian testimony, you can get up and walk out, and nobody thinks anything of it. So I'd love to hear some stories about some of the people you've helped. Um, you know, share one with us right now. Yeah, there was uh, there was one lady who was unemployed for nine years. It was by choice. Uh, her mom and dad both had health issues. Uh, she took care of them. Her father passed. Her mother passed within a year. And I actually met her at Encouragement Saturday, and I walked in, talked to her very briefly, and she kind of told me her story, and she's like, you know, I'm not going to be able to find a job because I've been unemployed for the last nine years. And as we talked, and she told us the things that she'd been doing, you know, she managed their health care. And it was not just one nurse or one doctor. She had to go through a series of them. She managed their house. She managed their finances. And as we talked to her, we kind of figured out that was your job for the last nine years. And once she was able to figure that out and put it in her resume, she had a job within one month. And not only did she have a job within one month, but that job was based out of California. It was supposed to be in California, but because of the strength of her resume, because of the strength of her interview, some of the things that we helped her with, they allowed her to work from here at the salary that she was looking for. Oh, that's yeah that, that's really interesting you you bring to mind a, a story uh, that it might resonate with you I, I had a young man reach out to me recently and uh, he's a young father I mean he's he's probably I think he's 20 years old and you know he said hey mr. Dietrich and I'm getting old enough Ed, so that people call me mr. Dietrich <laughs> but um, he said hey you know can can you help me out and I said look you know I looked at your resume I said one thing I want to add in here and one reason I'm gonna try and help you is because you're taking care of your family because you're doing what's right you know you you're married you've got this kid you're you're working hard and that's got to come forward in the resume because that's what's going to encourage someone to hire you take a risk on you in an entry level job 
and build on you is it is you're getting it done and i think that's an important thing that people often want to leave out of their story and don't realize that might be the difference from an employer looking back and saying you know this person isn't the scrum master they don't have the the skills the list the the whatever you know the ruby on rails whatever is needed to get it done but i want to invest in this person because this job rec has been open for six months now and you know this is a tough position and and i know this person will be dedicated to us and i think that's really a key thing uh that needs to come out more and more in the community as we're looking to fill that thirty thousand vacant jobs that governor mcculliffe talked about you know we talked about earlier in the show well and and not just that but it also goes back to the networking piece because even if they do put that in the resume a lot of times it may not come across statistically a hiring or hr or recruiter look for a re- look at a resume for about six seconds and it's hard to make that come out. But when you network, you know, I was talking to a lady last night who was from Brazil. She's got a master's, uh, master's of project management from Brazil. She has no work experience in the U.S. And what I'm trying to get across to her is, you know, based off of that lack of U.S. experience, she's not getting any traction in her job search. But what I told her is, again, you need to do that networking is you find the people in the companies that you're interested in working in you talk to them and they're the ones who go to the hiring manager or to the recruiters and say hey i have somebody great you know even though they don't have that experience that you're looking for and they're the ones who advocate for you to get you in there well look we're going to take a second here we're going to give john a break i'm going to slide in my resume uh and we're going to do a quick announcement yet you're listening to grace in 30 on w-e-r-a-l-p arlington virginia 96.7 fm we're here talking to john brown a retired army lieutenant colonel who serves not in addition to his regular job, his service to our country, but has been volunteering with a couple local career assistant programs. He's here talking today on behalf of Career Confidence, which offers free seminars and other resources that help make job seekers the most marketable candidates they can be. I want to talk a little bit more about, about fear, actually, because you just, you know, you told a story. I have two parents who declined and passed away over the past four or five years. It's, it's a ton of work. It's, it's a full-time job. And um, you know, there's this fear of telling people if we have cancer or if we have or taking care of someone like this is there's no value in that when in, when in fact that's the most important thing there is to do. And I, I, you know, can you expand on that a little more? Did you have other people who came in who were sort of fearful of of emphasizing what they had really been doing, and it turned out to be a real plus for them? Oh yeah, and, and in many cases, it, the military mentality is you don't talk a whole lot about yourselves, and you know because it looks like you're bragging and. There is a sense of humility, uh, but one of the things you have to learn is that's how you market yourself. Uh, We have another guy who, uh, he was unemployed for about 18 months, and one of the things we talk about is tough love. Uh, And and it's also, you know, it comes across in the biblical sense as well, speaking the truth in love. And one of the messages that we had to get across from to him, and it was actually two separate people who unknowingly pulled him aside separately uh, and told him, he had a toxic personality and he he'd been through a lot of issues his wife had died a very painful death and understandably so you know he was kind of jaded because of that but when they pulled him aside separately and had that talk with him that allowed him you know at least when he would go in for the interviews or talk on the phone to kind of turn that off and become a more pleasant person and you know between the issues he had plus his long-term unemployment once he was able to get in there and and give his message you know and talk a little bit about why he was the way he was he ended up getting a job within about two months 
I, I love to hear that because we're, we're all so afraid to talk to each other and tell each other the truth for fear of losing friendships, for fear of offending family members and whatever. But that's what we need to hear from the people closest to us. So, so if you offer that kind of environment, then, then fantastic. I'm all for that. Um, I wanted to mention you also volunteer at another uh, career ministry that meets on th- Tuesday nights? Yes, Tuesday nights, uh, Career Network Ministries run by McLean Bible Church. Okay, and you've been involved with them for quite some time? Yes, about three years also. And and, and are they similar or different to Career Confidence? or? Yeah, some of, uh, as a matter of fact, a lot of the people that go to Career Confidence also go to CNM. Same thing with a lot of the speakers. You may see, for example, Sierra Harrington, Patrick Troy, one of the other ones may speak at one on Saturday and one on Tuesday or vice versa. Uh, so there is a lot of carryover between the two of them. Uh, but the basic focus on Career Confidence is a smaller group setting. So generally it's about 40 people or so. Whereas Career Network Ministries, they have a series of small seminars and classes from about 6.30 to about 7.45. And then they have a main presentation, generally about 150 to 200 people from 8 until about 9.30. Well, that's a pretty big crowd. You know, speaking of listeners and, and people attending, is there you know, a general call to action uh, for our listeners today? Uh, you know, maybe it's just as simple as don't give up hope. You know, if you've been out there in the workforce, you haven't had a job in, in six months. Maybe you haven't had a job in two years, but you, you know, you've settled down and, and maybe have become accustomed to this in some way. You know, what we're hearing today are these stories of people who are willing to really get right in there and, uh, you know, tear it down to the bottom and build it back up if need be. Uh, in, any words of encouragement or uh, for our listeners tonight? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I think one of the biggest ones is exactly what you mentioned is there is hope. Uh, One of the speakers we're going to have this Saturday, as a matter of fact, uh, he grew up in the KKK in Alabama, spent 30 years in jail, uh, had escaped, had two shootouts. Both of the shootouts he was in, one of of the people he was with both died. Uh, But he is now coming back. He's very successful. He's got a Master's of Divinity, and he's going to talk about, exactly, he's going to talk about, you know, hope. uh, You know, whether it's somebody who's depressed or whatever issues you have, there are hope both for your personal life and in your job search as well. Wow, that's amazing. What about advice for people who have friends or family members that are out of work? Send them. Send them to Beltway Job Search Partners, now Career Confidence. Send them to Career Network Ministries. There's a lot of great places out there. People typically aren't very busy on a Saturday morning. It's a perfect place to come. Also, I wanted to mention that I, I, I called Robert and talked to him yesterday, and one of the things he said, which is so true, is, is we all try to be an expert to someone we know who's out of work, when what they really need is just a friend, someone to listen to. So maybe that's sort of a, another piece of advice. If you know someone who's out of work, especially someone who maybe has been chronically out of work, just try to be a friend, someone who loves them, gives them support, and helps them. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, the worst person to help you in your job search may be your husband or wife or boyfriend and girlfriend, only because they're well-meaning and, oh yeah, your resume looks great, it looks great, it's perfect, but, you know, find that person external to them who can give you that tough love, who can give you that honest advice and get you where you need to be. Yeah, that's right, man. Look, we've all worked in big companies that I know you've worked in some big companies. We've all seen large layoffs. Uh, you know, we've seen death by a thousand cuts. I mean, there's there's nothing uh, uh, wrong or anything with with uh, with having that happen. In fact, in Northern Virginia, with all the startups and and the telecom boom and bust, I think we've all experienced that. And you know, should be all be able to relate to someone who's unemployed. So, any final parting comments? You got about. 15 seconds. Uh, Like I said, you know, just understand that there is hope. 
come out to our organization, come out to one of the other organizations. Not only would, will we give you the job search skills, uh, again, resume writing, interviews, things like that, uh, but we're also a support system to help you out. Most of the friends I have now, most of the people that I network with are from those two organizations. Well, great. Hey, uh, John, thank you uh, so much for joining us. Uh, really appreciate your insights. Uh, it was really interesting uh, to, to have you in tonight. Appreciate it. Um, for our listeners, look, if you're out of work, if you'd like to, or just significantly enhance your job search capabilities, um, you know, if you're currently employed, would simply like some help in a number of areas, for example, your online presence, getting some coaching, uh, you know, expanding your professional network, then check out Career Confidence at their website, uh, www.careerconfidence.org. That's careerconfidence.org. Career-confidence. Uh, career-confidence.org. That's the real one. And, you know, uh, feel free to sign up for any of their free uh, free webinars. Uh, we're also going to point you to the uh, to their real website on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Uh, look, if you'd like to give us some feedback, Ed and Sal, about the show tonight, uh, someone you think in this community would be a great guest, uh, please contact us at, uh, at gracein30 at gmail.com. That's G-R-A-C-E-I-N 30 at gmail.com. Also, please feel free to follow us on Twitter at Grayson30 and on Facebook at Grayson30. Love to hear from you. A replay of the show will be found 24 hours after on WER's website after the show's aired. Next week, we'll be joined. We'll be hosting Arlington Fire, uh, Fireman Lieutenant Larry Thompson, who in his spare time has launched an organization called The Least of These Haiti, where they provide food, clothing, and shelter and school supplies for children in Haiti. Definitely a show not to be missed. Uh, this is Ed Mellick and Sal Dietry signing off from Grace in 30 on WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM. Have a great night and be sure to tune in to Grace. Peace. <laughs>